Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kei fakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou ao horihori, hei hōtaka e pāna ki te pūtaio, te taio, me te kaupapa o te ora. This is Our Changing World on RNZ National, and if you'd like to get in touch, there are a variety of ways. We're on Twitter at RNZ underscore science, Facebook at Our Changing World RNZ, and our email address is ourchangingworld at radionz.co.nz. But now, a conservation story with a twist. Saving parasites for their hosts' sake. University of Otago evolutionary biologist Hamish Spencer and Malena Zuck from the University of Minnesota have just published a short paper in Trends in Ecology and Evolution arguing that we should be making more of an effort to save parasites. Hamish tells me that we should be saving parasites that infect endangered species, not just for their own sake, but because they might actually be good for their host's immune system. The hygiene hypothesis is the idea that parasites, various diseases, bacterial infections and so on, induce our developing immune systems to become much better at fighting off infections and other parasites. So we, we all know that if you infect something with a particular parasite, later on in life it might be more resistant to that parasite. So there's a sort of match between the infection and the parasite. The hygiene hypothesis is broader than that. It says that infection by one parasite might help the whole of the immune system to develop better and deal with not just that original parasite but a whole suite of parasites or diseases or whatever that might infect the organism later on. So you're talking about saving parasites but this is much more complex, your argument, than just going, actually we should be saving parasites for the parasite's sake, you know, as a species they have Mm -hmm. a right to be alive. Yes. Yes, well, if we, I mean, we've known for quite a while that we should preserve parasites for their own sake, and that part of the biodiversity that's there. But, but the idea that we should preserve them because it's good for the hosts is new. And so what we're doing is taking the hygiene hypothesis and applying it to conservation. So the idea is, well, maybe we should let some endangered organisms, when we usually think of birds and mammals, that the things that are infected by um, various parasites. Maybe we should let them have a low degree of parasitic infection. Uh, We don't want parasites to get out of control, so we're not advocating for a moment that we should not worry about parasites at all. But a low degree of parasite infection or a low degree of some um, disease might be good in helping them, especially when they're young, to develop their immune systems properly. Now, that's really important in endangered organisms because they face a a whole um, raft of problems, sometimes because they're inbred, right? So you want to give these things as much help as, as you can. So making sure that they have as good an immune system as they they possibly could um, is really important. It's also important because they might come across parasites in the wild that they have had no chance of meeting in their captive breeding program. And so if you induce a proper immune system, a fully developed immune system, you're really giving those uh, endangered organisms a really uh, much better start. What's an example of um, a host slash parasite 
where there's been a situation where the people have got rid of the parasite. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to know those kind of things because you never can be quite sure that you've got rid of all the parasites. But there is a, an example which I think is pretty compelling, and that's, in, in, ironically, a New Zealand bird, the kākāpō. Everybody knows that kākāpō are grossly endangered and we have to really work hard to make sure that, that they survive long term. And we have all this effort put into making sure that we minimise the amount of inbreeding and we make sure that their diets are as good as possible. But, in fact, what we've done with the parasites has been completely the wrong thing. So in 1904, there was a, a parasitic um, tapeworm discovered in Kākāpō and was never seen subsequently. But in the breeding programme a few years back, two young Kākāpō shed tapeworms, and they were promptly dosed. Look, it's a kind of scorched earth policy, right? You've just got to get rid of those tapeworms because they're probably bad. Well, the sad thing is that those tapeworms haven't been seen since, and probably those tapeworms are extinct. And the reason they're extinct is because many, many parasites, including most tapeworms, are very, very fussy about their hosts. They have to have the right species. And kākāpō don't have any close relatives. So that tapeworm isn't out there in kīas or, or kākāriki or any other parrots, let alone kiwis or rock wrens or other kinds of birds, it's almost certainly gone. And the sad thing is that that tapeworm could have been important, we don't know, in helping kākāpō develop a good immune system. Feather lice was a, one that occurred in the captive condors of mm. off the North America, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's, that's another little story, rather poignant story. They, they have, at least for now, saved the California condor from becoming extinct. But there was a feather louse that occurred only on California condors, and it's now gone. And it's gone forever. Um, you know, we have a few specimens, but none of the condors have it on. And as I said, you know, a lot of parasites are very fussy about their hosts. There are no other birds that, that host that particular louse, and it's gone forever. One of the things that's kind of interesting is that um, people who study lice sometimes contacting a zoo or some other breeding facility. They want to get some specimens because they're doing some work on, on maybe the phylogeny of lice or some other aspect of them. And, and the, the response they normally get back from the zoos is, well, of course our birds don't have lice. We'd look after them really well. <laughs> oh, hmm, maybe. Maybe they should look after them a little less well. <laughs> that was Hamish Spencer from the University of Otago. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. And you can find more stories on our webpage rnz.co.nz slash Our Changing World. Ka kite anō. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.